0: of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Okay, it is Sunday, it's 10 January. Time for the proxy Update of the Week. What a long and difficult week it was, too, wasn't it? My goodness gracious. Um, I got something here. Maybe. I don't know if I have this in my uh, thing anymore or not. It just came to mind. And uh, uh, let's see here. I got to go to Photos. How do I do that in this thing? I guess that's Photos there. And let's see. um, Do I have it in here? I'm going the wrong direction. That's for sure. Okay, yeah. We got uh, a letter that I sent, just a very short letter to our president from the Superior Word. President Trump, 9 January 2020, thank you for your leadership of this nation. Your tireless efforts will not be forgotten by those who understand the times. Though things will now change, you have stayed off the inevitable until security for Israel could be secured. You were raised up for such a time as this, and we are grateful to God for his hand upon you which has then blessed us. May he strengthen you always. And I signed it from the superior word. So if he gets that, I hope it encourages him because he's had obviously a very difficult week and uh, we'll have a new president here in another 10 days. We have, uh, let's see here, um, two visitors came all the way from Oregon. We've got Cameron and Jennifer, right? And last name is Hanson and they came all the way from Oregon. They're uh, visiting today and we Thank you so much for making this effort. It's very wonderful. And we got a couple other people that just walked in. Are you the uh, couple from Orlando? What are your names? Joshua and Abby. Joshua and Abby. All right. Well, it's wonderful to have you here. They came all the way from uh, Orlando to meet Sergio and Rhoda, who are still in Sarasota for a while. And it's great to have you here. Thank you for making the effort. All right. Our first category, as always, is Israel. Um, just as a note, all israel lockdown 3.5 now i don't know if you saw this israel's third lockdown to get stricter with no school essential services only so if you're planning on going back anytime soon you're going to have a little bit of a difficulty with that and then from i24 israel delivers second shipment of iron dome batteries to the united states army and this was something they promised to do it went into kind of a holding pattern for about a year and now Here it is working out. Israeli developed Iron Dome batteries delivered by vessel to the U.S. Army as shipment was completed on 3 January. In August 2019, the U.S. and Israel signed an agreement for the procurement of two Iron Dome defense system batteries. The first battery was delivered in September and is already undergoing a process of implementation in the United States. The second battery was delivered in accordance with the agreement and project schedule. Israel's interim defense minister said that delivering the Iron Dome to the U.S. Army once again demonstrates the close relations between Israel's MOD and the Department of Defense, the effectiveness of the system against various threats, and the excellent technological capabilities of Israeli industries. And that's actually surprising to me because of all the lockdowns they've had over there that they got this out on time, but they did do it. From Ynet, IDF sees record number of Israeli Arab conscripts imagine that the 1,000 new soldiers from israel's largest minority is more than double that of recent years with arab troops serving in combat roles in prominent brigades army says it has also inquiries from syria and lebanon wanting to join the idf but uh, the reason why i kind of stress that is because we have a israeli arab in the uh, congregation today from the uh, jerusalem post israel to spend nis 20 million to stop Palestinian takeover of Area C. I don't know if you know how it's structured after the... Uh the accords that were made some years ago, but you've got areas A, B, and C. Area A, I think, is Israel. Area B is the Palestinian Authority. If I'm right, I may be wrong. They're all are, but... Um, but they're A, divided. Yeah, A for is under Israel. Yeah. Israel, that's correct. And then for C under is... A is under Right, okay. Well, there you go. you got these different areas, and uh, Area C is being taken over slowly but surely by the uh, Palestinian Authority. The primary drive is to thwart what the Israeli right believes is an intentional plan by the Palestinian Authority to take over Area C by building illegally. The regional and local councils in Judea and Samaria will receive a dedicated budget to assemble effective and determined systems to thwart the PA's stated plan to establish facts on the ground, in violation of the law and the agreements it signed with Israel. Among other items, the money will be spent for are vehicle and drone patrols to collect information on illegal land activities in Area C. Right-wing NGO Regavim has long argued that the Palestinian Authority is working to create facts on the ground in Area C to ensure that the area cannot become part of sovereign Israel. In particular, it has complained against the lack of enforcement against illegal Palestinian buildings. In the absence of any negotiations towards a peace deal, Israelis and Palestinians have focused their efforts on the retention of Area C. Many on the right hold that all of that territory should become a part of sovereign Israel, while the Palestinians say that all the territory should be within the borders of their future state. So there you go with that. It's a little bit of gamemanship, but what they're doing is they're squatting there and building little things and making them bigger and bigger. And eventually they say, well, we've lived here all along, and so we can't give this land up. That's what's happening. They're saying, we're not going to allow that. From the Jerusalem Post, Israel's population nears 10 million mark as country enters 2021. Data released by the Central Bureau of Statistics indicates that the small country's population continues to grow and is expected to reach the 10 million mark in just a couple of years. With a total of 151,000 new additions in 2020, Israel's general population stands at nearly 9.3 million, including 6,870,000 Jews, which is 73.9% of the population, but That is the first time they've gone below 74% of the population, so that's a little disconcerting. 1,956,000 Arabs, 21.1% of the population, and 465,000 people, 5% belonging to other ethnic groups. In other words, Israel's population grew by 1.7% in 2020. From all Israel, coronavirus fallout 41% increase of at risk youth seeking help. Now, this has been going on all over the world. It's happening in America, it's happening in Israel. While the coronavirus itself poses high risks for the elderly population, the pandemic has had a negative impact on the young generation, especially at risk youth. Welfare groups have repeatedly warned that lockdown measures added to the stress of financial difficulties. Are driving up incidents of substance abuse, emotional distress, and violence among the at risk population. Many school children, especially teens and preteens, have not been in school consistently or at all for months. ELEM, Youth in Distress, a nonprofit welfare organization, released a report showing that emotional and physical suffering, as well as drug and alcohol abuse use, has risen sharply compared to last year. In fact, the increase has accelerated in recent months because of ongoing restrictions put in place to stem the spread of COVID-19 infections. The adversities of at-risk youth have worsened the cycle of danger expanding, and in recent months, we are meeting more boys and girls who are deteriorating because of the coronavirus crisis. Depression, anxiety, self-harm, violence, alcohol, and drug abuse as the main culprits, a 41% increase over the period in 2019. So we're seeing that in America. We're seeing it all over the place. We're seeing it in Israel. From Christian News Today, I want to read you something from Isaiah 25, uh, simply because I think that we probably need a little bit of cheering up in the world at this point. And so, from Isaiah 25, let me just turn the page here and we'll get to 25, starting in verse 1. Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you, I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth, for you have made a city a ruin a fortified city, a ruin, a palace of foreigners to be a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, the strong people will glorify you. The city of the terrible nations will fear you. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat. For the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. You will reduce the noise of aliens as heat in a dry place. As heat in the shadow of a cloud the song of the terrible ones will be diminished think of what's going on in the world and in this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces a feast of wines on the lees of fat things full of marrow of well refined wines on the lees and he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation from Vatican news kind of on the opposite side of the happy the Pope says Mary is the road we must travel to reach Jesus I know I know Paul tells us that Jesus was born of a woman In these few words said Pope Francis he tells us something amazing that the Lord was born like us that's true Jesus was conceived and shaped in Mary's womb Mary said Pope Francis is not only the bridge joining us to God She is much more. She is the road God traveled in order to reach us and the road that we must travel in order to reach him. So in his thinking, you have to go down a road to get to the path, right? Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So he's adding on to the word of God, as the Catholic Church seems to want to do. Pope Francis' homily concluded with a prayer. May Our Lady, who brought God into the world of time, Help us to be generous with our time. Holy mother of God to you. We consecrate this new year. You who know how to cherish things in your heart, care for us, bless our time and teach us to find time for God and for others with joy and confidence. We acclaim you Holy mother of God. He's praying to a dead person that will not respond instead of praying to the one mediator between God and man, who is the man, Jesus Christ from NBC. Here we go with this. You'll kind of get the uh, flavor of what uh, is going on in the world with this one. Christian nationalism's COVID vaccine doubt threatens America's herd immunity. They're blaming Christians on the COVID problem. Despite the magnitude of the coronavirus pandemic in the United States, where over 340,000 people have already died, recent news about the effectiveness of vaccines has provided some hope this holiday season. Public health experts say vital herd immunity will be harder to achieve if a sizable number of Americans resist vaccination. A consistent narrative among many political leaders who delayed an aggressive response to the virus, including President Donald Trump, they're blaming him for the delay, is the expectation that COVID-19 vaccines will speed the return to life as we used to know it. Yet epidemiologists and public health experts say vital herd immunity would be harder to achieve if a sizable number of Americans resist vaccination. Americans have found all sorts of reasons to be suspicious of vaccines. One community that appears disproportionately opposed is Christian nationalists. So they're blaming this on Christians, and this is only going to increase in the days ahead. Just be a nationalist, whatever it is in fact we find a new study that americans who strongly embrace christian nationalism close to a quarter of the population are much more likely to question the safety of vaccines and to be misinformed about them so we're misinformed if enough of these americans resist a covid 19 vaccine based on suspicions rooted in misinformation the results would be disastrous for achieving herd immunity and reducing the spread of the virus We examine nationally representative data, including 1,219 participants collected by researchers at Chapman University as part of the 2019 wave of the Chapman University Survey of American Fears. Regarding vaccination attitudes, the survey instrument asked respondents to agree or disagree with various statements that we then combine into a single scale. To measure Christian nationalism... We combined responses to these five questions into a single scale. The federal government should declare the United States a Christian nation. Well, we don't need to do that. The Supreme Court of the United States of America did that. I think it was 1893. It might might have been 1895. They declared this is jurisprudence that is still on the books of the United States of America, that this is a Christian nation. Exactly stated in that form. Okay. Okay. And here they're saying that, well, that's one of the things that uh, is a problem with being an American here or a Christian in America. So um, where was that? It says the federal government should declare the United States a Christian nation. It already is. So it doesn't need to be declared. Go and look up the Trinity decision and you can read about it. It's right on any website you can find on Wikipedia or anywhere else, and they declared this to be a Christian nation at that time. Okay, the next one is the federal government should enforce strict separation of church and state. Okay, well, the problem with that is is that is nowhere in the Constitution. It's never recorded in any constitutional or government document. It was written in a letter from the Danbury Baptists to Thomas Jefferson asking for a protection not from the religion in the government, but the opposite, asking for protection from the government imposing their religion on the Christians. And so that's where that actually comes from. Go check that out. Danbury Baptist letter to Thomas Jefferson. Um, Next, they said um, uh, the federal government should allow prayer in public schools. Well, until the 50s, that was a given. And then all of a sudden that started to be eroded away. The federal government should allow religious symbols in public places. They're everywhere. They've been everywhere since this nation was founded. And what they're doing now is taking them out of public places. But right on the facade of the Supreme Court of the United States of America are the Ten Commandments and Moses, the lawgiver, holding them. So they want to get rid of these things. All right. So this article is taking everything and turning it upside down on its head. Christian nationalism is an ideology that seeks to have a particular expression of Christianity be privileged in the public sphere, in the national identity, public policies, and sacred symbols of the United States. It focuses on defining the boundaries of American citizenship, who is and isn't a true American. No, it doesn't. All that we ask for as Christians is that we abide by the laws of the nation in which we live. I don't know anybody in this church that does not believe that people should immigrate to the United States of America. If you do raise your hand and leave, but we want people to come here legally under the laws that are already set forth. Okay. So once again, they're, they're twisting what is being said about what we believe. Okay. So, um, who is, and isn't a true American? Most often a Christian America is where one is white native born politically and religiously conservative, Okay, well, I would disagree with that right offhand. We've got non-whites in this congregation. My wife is not a white person, okay? I, I don't understand the thinking of these people, that they are forcing the race issue on a nation that right, was, right. was very well established. When I was in the U.S. Air Force from 1984 until 1993, I served with blacks and whites and Hispanics and Mexicans, and I never heard anything about racial problems, zero, I mean, literally I heard not a word of it. Okay. Just recently I saw a tweet from the, uh, I think he was, might've been the, uh, he's a black general in the air force and I don't want to get the wrong title, but he was tweeting about how there's racial problems in the United States Air Force. And I tweeted right back to him and I said, you have invented this. I was in the air force 25 and 30 years ago and we did not have any problem at all. And all of a sudden, we have these problems. And if there was a problem, I will tell you what, it was dealt with very quickly. They did not tolerate that when I was in. So this is just being twisted around in our society today. Okay, so we'll go on. It says, um, in a recent book, we show that in order to understand various issues, animating the culture wars, we must pay close attention to Christian nationalism. Americans who agreed with the various measures of Christian nationalism were much more likely to espouse anti-vaccine attitudes even after controlling for other influences such as political party, political ideology, religiosity, race, or even education. I don't know any of that to be true of what they said in this. It's a couple authors of a new book, and I don't know any of that to be true. And yet they come out with this, and it was published in NBC, okay? Okay, from Mideast and Africa, Times of Israel. Iran says we'll enrich uranium to 20%, a short jump from weapons-grade material. Iran has informed the IAEA that it intends to produce uranium-enriched up to 20% purity well beyond the threshold set by the 2015 Vienna Accord. Iran informed the agency of its intention to enrich uranium at a rate of up to 20% in its Fordow underground plant to comply with a law recently passed By the iranian parliament so they're completely disagreeing the agreement that they made and they're going through with this anyway the letter did not state exactly when this enrichment activity would begin it is an additional blow as tehran continues to retaliate to u.s sanctions by progressively abandoning limits on its nuclear activity laid down in the deal Iran is not enriched to such levels since it entered into the 2015 nuclear deal with world powers, which capped its enrichment at 3.67%. Tehran has recently broken that limit as the nuclear deal has disintegrated, reaching 4.5%. Uranium enriched to 20% is, now get this, it's far below the 90% needed to construct nuclear bombs. That sounds great, right? But the jump from 20 to 90% is actually rather quick compared to the work needed to move from 4 to 20%. This is a very dangerous situation, and the new administration is coming in and saying we're just going to go back to the old agreement without even taking care of these issues first. Unilaterally just saying we're going back into the agreement. We're in serious trouble with Iran right now. Zero hedge. Iranian parliament. Now get this. This is really serious here. And Twitter's allowing them to continue on Twitter. Iranian parliament passes law requiring destruction of Israel. This isn't just a statement anymore, it is now a law. Iran's parliament voted to mandate that among the Islamic Republic's official foreign policy goals is the destruction of the state of Israel. The mandate was passed on the anniversary of Qassam Soleimani's assassination. The new mandate aims to destroy the usurping Zionist regime, as well as break the siege of Gaza by sending basic goods from official naval bases to Gaza in exchange for money or free of charge, according to foreign policy. Now, remember this, we have people that are being accused of doing things wrong in this nation and are being shut down all over. And yet this is being allowed to continue on the same platforms. I don't understand that at all. We'll go on. The new law further means Iran must fight for the right of return of Palestinian refugees and the liberation of the Golan Heights through establishing welfare, economic security, and infrastructures. In past statements calling for Israel's destruction, Iran has sought to distinguish between targeting Israel and targeting Jews. That is no longer the case. Everybody is fair game to Iran as passed by their parliament. Zero Hedge. Saudi Arabia lifts its 3.5-year economic blockade of Qatar in U.S. broker deal. This would not have happened without the president that is currently in office. We'll see where it goes after he leaves. Within the GCC, a more than three-year diplomatic and economic war has raged between Saudi Arabia and Qatar, which has even involved the closing of borders and airspace between the two, hardening into a total economic blockade of Qatar by, any, by other members, also including Bahrain and Egypt. But the deep rift looks to have been healed this week. The Trump administration announced an agreement is to be signed between the two former GCC allies, which reports further that as a part of the deal, Saudi Arabia will reopen its airspace and land and sea border to Qatar. Both the United States and Kuwait have long worked to bring both sides to the table to heal the breach, which previously put the U.S. awkwardly in the middle of the two warring Gulf allies. The airspace has been closed for 3.5 years. Qatar stood accused by other members of the Gulf Alliance of supporting terrorism, given its warming relations with Iran. Both the Saudis and Qataris were also eventually at odds in Syria. Both were behind the covert war to oust Assad, while eventually supporting rival jihadist factions. There were additionally several disputes over Gulf economic policy as well. That's why I wrote that letter to our president. If he hasn't done anything else, which he's done a great deal during his administration, if he hasn't done anything else that will have lasting effects, he has done something for Israel that will secure them when Gog Magog comes against Israel, exactly as it's prophesied. If you're following along in the Revelation studies, we're doing uh, Revelation 9 right now. I typed up uh, Revelation, I believe, 9.19 this morning, and that is clearly indicating a battle, a major battle that is coming against Israel. I believe it's Gog Magog, which is being defined there in Revelation, which means Gog Magog will happen after the rapture of the church. But it is very clear that what is going to come would have been total annihilation of the state of Israel without what has happened from President Trump's hand in this political arena. So I'm very thankful to him. I hope he gets that message. My guess is that before it ever gets to him, they'll chuck it because that's the way things happen up there. But he's been, to me, a very, very good president. From Mongolia today, the Washington Post. A frigid air mass in Mongolia may have just crushed a world record for surface air pressure. A brutally cold dome of high pressure across eastern Asia has produced what may be the highest barometric pressure readings ever documented on the planet. A high pressure was accompanied by a bone chilling temperature of minus 49.9 degrees. I still wouldn't wear shoes, but it would be rather cold. The pressure reading at Tetsen or I'm sorry, Setsen ul tops. The 1,089.4 millibars observed at a word I can't even pronounce, also in Mongolia on December 30th of 2004, judged by the World Meteorological Organization to be the world pressure record for elevations above 2,461 feet. This place that I can't pronounce is located at an altitude of 5,658 feet, and the other place, which is very hard to pronounce, is at 6,325 feet. Several other stations near that place that set the record reported extremely high pressure values, including 1091.9 millibars at the one I can't pronounce at all. High pressure promotes sinking air and calm weather, whereas low pressure is generally associated with rising air in stormy conditions. So they probably had very fair skies, but it was really cold in the process. And there you go. New record. Daniel 12 technology today. Study finds... Now, I normally wouldn't put something like this in the technology section, but I have friends that have suffered many, many miscarriages. And this isn't just one. There are several people I know that have emailed me. They've asked for prayers over the years. This is something that they have discovered that will help people like that. And if anybody else has that in their life, they may be able to now have a remedy to that. So here we go. Scientists find forgotten organ that protects women and unborn babies during pregnancy. A forgotten organ may hold the key to protecting the health of women and their unborn babies during pregnancy. This revelation comes as an international team of scientists say that they've solved one of the immune system's greatest mysteries. Their study shows that making sure the thymus, a small gland behind the sternum, is firing on all cylinders can prevent miscarriages and diabetes in pregnant women. Researchers say female sex hormones instruct the thymus to produce specialized cells called TREGs in order to tackle physiological changes during pregnancy. For TREGs to do their job, however, a receptor called RANK, R-A-N-K, must be present. This special receptor is located in a region of the thymus called the epithelium. While scientists have known for some time that the thymus is a central organ of the human immune system, How it changes during pregnancy to support the mother and fetus has remained a mystery for decades. We know rank was expressed in the thymus, but its role in pregnancy was unknown. The absence of rank prevented the production of tregs in the thymus during pregnancy. That resulted in less tregs in the placentas, leading to an elevated rate of miscarriage. The researchers gained a better understanding of the organ's role during pregnancy by removing rank receptors in mice. The results reveal that rank-deficient mice are more likely to have a miscarriage, even if the mothers didn't have a miscarriage. Researchers say their pups were prone to diabetes and being overweight later in life. The study finds giving tregs produced by normal pregnancies to rank deficient mice reverses all of their health issues, all of them. Researchers also examined women who suffer from diabetes during their pregnancies. Like the mice, pregnant women with diabetes had a lower number of tregs in their placentas. This suggests the forgotten organ plays a vital role in ensuring women have a healthy pregnancy. The thymus changes massively during pregnancy and how such rewiring of an entire tissue contributes to healthy pregnancy and has been one of the remaining mysteries of immunology. Our work over many years has now not only solved this puzzle, pregnancy hormones rewrite the thymus via rank, but uncovered a new paradigm for its function. The thymus not only changes the immune system of the mother so it does not reject the fetus, but the thymus also controls metabolic health of the mother study authors believe new treatments which target the thymus could ensure a healthy pregnancy especially among women with diabetes this research changes our view of the thymus as an active and dynamic organ required to safeguard pregnancies praise the lord for that that's all i can say because you know this is a real tragic thing when somebody faces that and uh, there was a actress recently Christy Teigen. I don't, you know, I don't follow Hollywood and I usually don't care about what they think or what they do at all, but I think she had a um, miscarriage. And it may have been a child that was born and then died, but my heart actually went out to this person. Regardless of their politics, regardless of anything else, that person lost a child and I feel, I just felt miserable about that and reading this is just a real comforting thing. Uh, from Science, Revel- is up with God. Science is catching up with God, that's correct. From Revelation Plagues Today, Zero Hedge, NHS requires diversity training for recently retired doctors before they're allowed to administer vaccines. So you've been a doctor your whole life, you've retired, and now instead of getting back in and helping with the COVID issue, they have diversity training mandatory first. Recently, retired doctors are being prevented from helping administer COVID 19 vaccines because the NHS requires them to have diversity training and knowledge of radicalization. Yes, really. Similar bureaucracy is also hampering the vaccine rollout, with doctors having to fulfill the requirements of the Equality Act. This is over in the UK. This means that when they wade into the minefield that is the application process for helping to administer the vaccine, They have to provide 20 pieces of evidence, including documents on equality, diversity, and human rights, fire safety, conflict resolution, and preventing radicalization. Before you can administer a shot, as a qualified medical expert, you can't do it without this. In other words, meeting diversity quotas is more important than getting as many doctors as possible to help speed up the vaccine rollout. From Archiva. 72-year-old from northern Israel gets Bell's palsy after COVID-19 vaccination. A lot of people have. I'm just reading this one. According to various studies of the paralysis, it disappears within a period of up to six to eight weeks in 85% of known cases. In 10% of cases, there is an improvement in condition, but various symptoms remain, such as constricted face and or a closed eye. And in 5% of the cases, the sickness remains and your face droops for the rest of your life. From CNBC, FDA staff recommends watching for Bell's palsy in Moderna and Pfizer vaccine recipients. Okay, so you've got that in the U.S. as well as in Israel. Mail online, Portuguese health worker, 41, dies two days after getting the Pfizer COVID vaccine as her father says he wants answers. Well, I can tell you, he won't get them. From Weasel Zippers, NHS putting up signs around London telling people, To stay away from each other. We really need to see less of each other, it says. Can you imagine that? Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles County tells residents COVID is everywhere. The risk of getting coronavirus in Los Angeles County has never been greater. Everyone should keep in mind that community transmission rates are so high that you run the risk of an exposure whenever you leave your home. Assume that this deadly virus is everywhere looking for a willing host. Weasel Zippers, Gavin Newsom, upset over pace of vaccinations in California, wants dentists to help. So we are getting close to the mark of the beast because you start here. Now they're doing it here and pretty soon all they need to do is get somebody that's a brain surgeon and you're going to get it in your forehead and your right hand and that's the mark of the beast. Dentists, morality today, Daily Caller, Australia to change its national anthem to be more inclusive. The Australian government will alter the country's national anthem, removing the phrase young and free to be more inclusive of the indigenous Aborigines and Tories Strait Islanders. Prime Minister Morrison, leader of the Conservative Party, announced the change declaring it would help usher in a spirit of unity amid a challenging year. Young and free. How does that change whether you're an Aborigine or a a white person or who, how does that change anything? (laughs) Starting January 1st, which was a couple days ago, Advance Australia Fair, the national anthem will replace the words for we are young and free in the second line with for we are one and free young and free, one and free. I'm not seeing it, but this is important to somebody (laughs) mail online victims of racism should take ecstasy or magic mushrooms. Yes, this is true to reduce the trauma of their experience. Study suggests, yes, a single psychedelic trip could help victims of racism overcome their trauma. Symptoms were lowered in the 30 days after taking mushrooms, LSD or ecstasy. This is from a major newspaper in England. Scientists claim psychedelics could be an important avenue for healing. That takes your right to revelation in pharmacia life news abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide in 2020 as it has been every year since roe versus wade killing 42.6 million human beings from the christian post ohio governor dewine signs law requiring burial cremation of aborted babies thank you governor dewine our other category before we get into our other category i want to read you something from daniel chapter 2 it says there in verse 21, and he. we'll start with the uh, beginning of it in verse 20. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. We have a president that is leaving office at this time, okay? That's where we're at in this nation, and we can be sad about it. We can be disappointed about it. And when he leaves, we have to say that the Lord's hand was in it because the Bible says that he deposes kings and he raises up kings. This is what happens in the world. Now, we can say, does he actively do that or does he passively do that? Well, sometimes he may actively intervene in human affairs to have something come out the way it should, such as the parting of the Red Sea. Okay, but at times he passively allows things to happen. When Belshazzar, the king of Babylon at the time was celebrating with the the implements of the temple in Babylon that were taken out of the temple in Jerusalem, and he was toasting the gods of wood and stone and gold and all this stuff, and out came the hand and wrote on the wall, okay? And Daniel came and interpreted what it said, many, many tekel uparsim, okay, in Aramaic, and he said that you will be divided this evening and the Medes and the Persians will take over and when that came about it was already in the works these people had already gone in and drained the Euphrates they'd come in under the city through the dry riverbed and they took over the Lord didn't actively do that but he knew it was going to happen the Lord ordains all things according to his plan he knows the end from the beginning I am who I am he created time space and matter nothing is out of his control so I want everybody here to be at peace With what has happened if it continues on the path it takes and if this nation devolves into utter anarchy or chaos or if it turns into a little sweet eden which i doubt is going to happen the lord knows that this is going to happen the book is written the last verse of the bible is written may the grace of the lord may the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you all amen We have a sure hope in this world, so please don't get down about these things. And he raises up kings and he deposes them according to his wisdom. He's done what he has done for Israel. That deal is set. Israel will stand. That is a sure promise from the Bible, and so we know that. And for us, we may end up getting killed, or we may end up being sent to a concentration camp for loving the Lord Jesus. Whatever happens, happens, but they cannot take away our eternal hope that will never happen. Okay. We have uh, zero hedge symbols of subtle oppression. Virginia judge orders removal of portraits of white judges as if this can help anything. Judge David Bernard is a jurist in Fairfax County has issued a controversial order that the portraits of white judges must be removed from a courtroom because their presence would deny a black defendant a fair trial. Bernard declared, and that just shows that he is unfair in his own thinking. That's what that shows. Bernard declared that a fair trial is threatened in a courtroom gilded with white individuals peering down on African-American defendants. Bernard, his order explains, the low-hanging fruit of overt racism is easily identified and picked off to strengthen the tree of society. The more conventional symbols, which to some impart tradition and to others subtle oppression, are less comfortably addressed. The ubiquitous portraits of white judges are such symbols. When they were hung in the most recent past, negative connotations thereof were not a consideration. So all of a sudden it's a consideration when it wasn't before. To the public at large, making use of the courthouse other than some attorneys who might have appeared before the judges portrayed, there's no context to learn about who is depicted. The portraits in some are of benefit to only a few insiders who might fondly remember appearing before a particular judge or to a retired judge's family, making to rare visit to the courthouse. Boy, is that a terribly worded sentence (laughs) to the public seeking justice inside the courtrooms. Thus, the sea of portraits of white judges can at best yield indifference And at worst, logically, a lack of confidence that the judiciary is there to preside equally, no matter the race of the participants. In a country where we've elected a black president of the United States, now we have a black female vice president of the United States of America. We can't get over something like that. From Bloomberg, I understand that. (laughs) Venezuela's Maduro plans shift to fully digitize economy. First country in the world that's going to do it because they're so bad, they've completely tanked. Do you know, I think I've said this in an update before, they have more oil riches than any nation on the entire planet. And when they went socialist, it's all gone south. And this is going to fix their economy now. Venezuela's government is planning to move to a fully digital economy as hyperinflation has made worthless Bolivar notes practically disappear and dollarization expands through the local financial system. President Trump banned U.S. purchases of petro cryptocurrency as part of a campaign to pressure the government of President Maduro. The U.S. dollars operated as an escape valve for Venezuela amid U.S. sanctions and collapsing oil revenues. President Maduro said in a televised interview, he said 18.6% of all commercial transactions are in dollars, while 77.3% are carried out in boulevards with debit cards only 3.4% are paid with boulevard notes. They have a war against our physical currency. We are moving this year to a more profound digital economy in expansion. i set the goal of an economy that's 100% digital. It's the latest ambitious currency plan from Venezuela's president with no guarantee of success. In 2017, with the boulevard in free fall, Maduro vowed that the nation would create a cryptocurrency called the Petro, backed by reserves of oil, gas, gold, and diamonds. The Petro launched in 2018. The U.S. called it a scam. Venezuela's currency has lost 99% of its value during three years of hyperinflation, forcing the country to issue higher denomination notes that in turn become useless in record time. Inflation soared 5,790% in the last 12 months. According to Bloomberg's News Cafe Con L'Eche index, the largest note now in circulation, 50,000 boulevards, is worth about 0.04 cents. The government has delayed plans to issue a 100,000 boulevard bill, which is currently would be worth less than 10 cents. From the AP, this is going to work though. This will bail them out of all their troubles. From the AP, Chicago ends the year with 769. Homicides. Epic Times, Chicago police report 3,237 shootings in 2020, more than 50% increase from 2019. Zero Hedge, Portland homicides reach highest level in three decades after gun violence task force was disbanded. Washington Examiner, Atlanta mayor goes from star to scapegoat. She's not a scapegoat, she's incompetent. (laughs) Mail online, Atlanta to spend $1.6 million on private police force for a wealthy suburb called the Beverly Hills of the East, as Democrat star Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms admits she doesn't know how to stop crime wave after seven-year-old girl is shot dead. I can tell her how. Resign. From CBS, violent night pushes Philadelphia closer to record number of homicides in calendar year. What's the common denominator of every city that I just gave you zero hedge. These are the 10 worst mayors in the nation in 2020. The list are all Democrats. Weasel zippers. San Francisco's tax revenue has plunged 43% since lockdowns. Mail online bloodthirsty. This is something you don't hear about every day. Bloodthirsty squirrels are behind New York's latest crime wave. Yes. (laughs) Deranged rodents are attacking Queen's residents for food, leaving them needing hospital treatment and fearing to step outside their homes. Squirrels. Uh, (laughs) Epic Times. Parlor removed from Google Play Store, Apple Theater, uh, or Apple threatens ban. Now, most of you know this, but I'm still going to read it for the three people in the country that haven't heard it. Google removed the Parlor social networking service from its app store, saying that the app will remain suspended until the developers commit to a modern policy that could handle objectionable content on the platform. In order to protect user safety on Google Play, our long-standing policies require that apps displaying user-generated content have moderation policies and enforcement that removes egregious content like posted in site violence, Google said in a statement. From BuzzFeed, Apple gives Parler, this just happened uh, recently, Apple gives Parler, it was I think yesterday, 24 hours to implement a moderation plan or it will scrub it from App Store permanently. So you've got Google and um, Apple. And then this morning, Amazon came and said they are taking away the server uh, use of Parler. And so Parler is going to be shut down at least for 10 days, 5 to 10 days, so that they can rebuild on another server somewhere else but that may be taken over at some point in the future because there is no longer an expression of free speech in this nation. Now, they say that it's because they're violating uh, content, but we just saw that we have a nation, an entire nation that has declared all-out war on another nation, threatening that they are now mandated by law to destroy that sovereign nation and nothing is being done about it. So it cannot be that what they're saying is correct. It cannot be. Epic Times, left-wing activists encouraged intruders inside Capitol urged police to leave post. And they've got that right on video. It's not like you you go watch the video, take that title, go put it in your thing and you can watch the video. Okay. Weasel zippers found another Antifa goon at U S Capitol riot. So they found them, they've identified them there in there. Now there was one video I watched where the Capitol police opened the doors to the Capitol and they let them in. Please come in. We don't want to do this, but we're allowing you. And then from there, the thing started going south and it went south because these people had infiltrated into the crowd of Trump people and started the trouble. And one of them was videoing himself doing it. I don't know if they'll do anything about it, but he was videoing himself saying we've won, we've gotten the victory. We've duped these people. So there you go. Um, next one, let's see here. Um, okay. Weasel zippers, Corey Bush in 2020. She's one of the, uh, Congress women. Cori Bush in 2020, protests are supposed to be violent. She said that in a tweet. Uh Weasel Zippers, yes, this is from MSNBC. Yes, violence is the answer. And that was during the BLM protests. MSNBC said that. Weasel Zippers, flashback Kamala Harris says BLM rioting will not stop, no matter what. And she cheers on arson and looting. Right there, it's right on video. Go watch it. All right. And then we have. Zero Hedge, Kamala Harris calls riots a movement. Last summer, said they should not stop. Epic Times, Twitter permanently removes Trump's account from its platform. Gateway, Trump campaign banned from emailing supporters after being suspended by mail service provider. So not only did Twitter cut him out and Facebook and all the others, but they took away his ability to email. Epic Times, Twitter suspends accounts of Sidney Powell and Michael Flynn. New York Post, Great Purge, Steve Bannon's podcast is shut down by YouTube for false election claims. Epic Times, Facebook bans conservative walkaway campaign group. Brandon Straka, the founder of the walkaway movement, announced on Friday that Facebook had removed the group's page consisting of a half a million members. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think walkaway means I'm not Democrat anymore. I'm walking away. Is that what? So you can't say that anymore. You can't say that I'm moving out of the Democrat Party. Um, consisting of a half a million members and also banned the individual's account of his team as well as his own personal account. Today, my team and I are at the same time. We all got messages notifying us that our accounts were banned and that the walkaway campaign group has been taken down as well, which had 508,000 people on it, Straka told the Epic Times. Mail online. Tucker Carlson reveals that CNN is trying to force Fox News off the air by pressuring cable carriers to drop it because they say the network is irresponsible and dangerous for failing to call MAGA mob an insurrection. U.S. House of Representatives. I told you this was coming. Here it is. This has been submitted every single year by this woman year after year. This year it will pass. Mark my words. U.S. House of Representatives, H.R. 127 to provide for the licensing of firearm and ammunition possession, any ammunition. I mean, you go out and buy nine millimeter to go out to the gun range and practice, Mm -hmm. to provide for the licensing of firearm and ammunition possession and the registration of firearms and to prohibit the possession of certain ammunition. That's representative Jackson Lee Sheila, Uh, one for 2021, she submitted that. Rasmussen, Trump's approval rating Rises after DC protests. People have had enough of this. They've had enough of this. I got Les Rick here for you, and we'll see if you can figure out what they're writing about. I do not mean to sound like a nerd, but Australians' anthem's absurd. To attain unity, we are now one and free, is an ignorant use of one word. Okay, I got an irony here for you, and we'll be done. CNN. Analysis. Now, this is truly irony. TV providers, this is CNN who said this, TV providers should not escape scrutiny for distributing disinformation. <laughs> Such as the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.